The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. And thanks for being with us again. We greatly appreciate you tuning in. I have uh, two top guests for you. They've been on the show before. Very interesting gentlemen with varied backgrounds in Corey Johnson and Rich Ng. Uh, Corey, as you may recall, is the president of Kentucky Downs, uh, America's most European-style racetrack that's located in Franklin, Kentucky. Uh, he's also uh, a partner in Rich. Lynn Hills Incorporated. He has some horses racing. Uh, Corey's been involved in so many aspects uh, of the sport. Uh, he's received numerous national honors. And uh, just a couple weeks ago, I got turned on to this uh, new site, which JockeyTalk360.com, and I made some calls and said, who's behind this thing? And they said, Corey Johnson. So uh, I want to talk to him, and I want you to uh, go to the website. It's pre- pretty interesting. They, uh, they pick a jockey of the week every week and, and talk about it, and then there's, there's other uh, areas of the site you can go to where it's, it's very interesting. Uh, basically, it, its mission is to promote and celebrate the, uh, the sport of horse racing by showcasing these jocks across the nation. So I want to talk to Corey about his involvement in Jockey Talk 360. And, of course, uh, Kentucky Downs is going to have uh, probably the largest purse payout in North America over its brief days of racing uh, coming up in September. So we'll talk to Corey Johnson about that. And then Rich Ng, who's one of our favorite handicappers on the show. Uh, he's had varied positions in the horse racing industry. Uh, he also penned uh, Handicapping for Dummies. Um, he writes for the Las Vegas Review. Uh, he also gives out uh, selections of Del Mar every week. Uh, so it'll be fun to talk to Rich about some of the upcoming big races this week. Of course, uh, Saratoga and Del Mar will be highlighted pretty much until they close from now on on Winning Ponies. Um, we're going to go to the, the grade one test stakes for three-year-old fillies, drawn together a very strong field. And as far as handicapped horses, you can't get any better this weekend than the 87th running of the Whitney Handicap, $1.5 million on the line. Uh, Rich Ng's also going to then take us out to the place he's most familiar with, and that's Del Mar, uh, which the uh, Clement Hirsch, grade one with 300000 on the line. And let's not forget the big night, uh, actually afternoon now, at Mountaineer Park. First post will be 2 o'clock, so if you're used to watching Mountaineer at night, you'll get to see some day racing. 
Uh, and we're going to go to the West Virginia Derby. And uh, this is not restricted to West Virginia, Brad. And it brought together a very interesting uh, group of horses that uh, you've heard about during the Triple Crown races. Uh, Candy Boy, Tapature, and Vickers in Trouble. We're going to pick Rich's brain to see who he likes amongst those. Now let's take a look at some of the happenings in the national news this week. Let's send a get well card out to Wayne Catalano. Uh, he's been in the hospital with pneumonia. He was actually in the intensive care unit. I'm not sure if he still is or not, but was for several days. But meanwhile, obviously, his staff has picked up well because uh, the 11-time training champion at Arlington International recorded his 1,000th victory at Arlington when Royal Alluvial scored a five-link tally just the other day. So, uh, Wayne Catalano, uh, uh, best wishes to you. I believe that uh, what I've heard that uh, they're saying that uh, he's he's doing uh, better in the hospital, and uh, they just kind of caught everybody sideways, and uh, so hopefully we'll see Wayne back at the races soon. Well, you want to buy a horse? Plenty for sale at Keeneland. The September catalog, more than 4,000 will be up for grabs. Of course, uh, this sale is just unbelievable. Um, Just to this date, the the, uh, sale, 84 September sales graduates have won 102 graded or group stakes. Uh, names you'll be familiar with are the Delaware Handicap winner, uh, Bel Galante, Arkansas Derby winner, Danza, Santa Anita Oaks winner, Fashion Plate. Let's not forget the legendary Game On Dude. I could go on and on, but those are names that are familiar to you. Of course, uh, you know, the September sale seems to be the one where everybody goes. And last year, as you recall, uh, was very strong, indicating that uh, the, the sport itself is, is getting healthy again. Uh, 18 yearlings sold for $1 million or more. That was the most since back in 2008. So the catalog will be online soon if you want to see some of these uh, blue bloods. And uh, also, well, speaking of Keeneland, the Shadwell Turf Mile has got a little bit of a boost. It's now going to be $1 million purse, the 29th running on Saturday, October 4th. Uh, Shadwell Farm has played a very special role in Keeneland's history for nearly 30 years uh, since uh, uh, starting their farm there, and they've been a sponsor and owner. And uh, the Sheik Ham Dam uh, kicked in extra money to this race. Of course, it's been won by such champions, actually, as a Wise Dan, uh, Gio Pani, Favorite Trick, It's All Greek to Me, and Steinlin, uh, other top horses, Court Vision, Thorn Song, Perfect Soul. So, uh, yeah, I think you're going to see some more uh, champions or near champions running in it this year. Again, boosted up to $1 million. And uh, we've been waiting for Wise Dan. And uh, they're going to take their time with him. Trainer Chuck Lepresti said they're not going to run in the four-star Dave. Uh, the seven-year-old gelding has won this race the last two years. Um Wise Dan, of course, he's won six Eclipse Awards and back-to-back Breeders' Cup miles. Um, as you recall, he got over a bout of colic pretty quick, and it has been training very well, but Lepresti's going to uh, err on the side of caution. He says, there's, he says, don't get me wrong, there's not a thing wrong with him. I just need more time. He's not uh, dragging his exercise rider around like he should yet. 
but uh, maybe we've been pushing too hard to try to make this race. Uh, they could be looking at the uh, Bernard Baruch handicap near the end of the Saratoga meet or wait for the Woodbine Mile. So uh, the horse of the two-time horse of the year is going to just take his time, and hopefully he will be back uh, after that close call. Well, uh, remember the headline horse uh, so much earlier in the year, Social Inclusion. Um, well, he didn't uh, fare uh, too well in his latest races, and uh, it looks like Chad Brown is finally going to be getting him. Uh, the the owner, Ron Sanchez, uh, was standing by his his trainer, Manny Aspura. That's the reason why they didn't sell him after his first two sensational wins. But they, uh, they just said, well, it's time for him to fly and try another training pattern. So uh, Manny and Ron, they're still going to be a team, friends and family. They still have horses together. But uh, social inclusion will be going to the barn of Chad Brown. I know that uh, he, they said that uh, Sanchez interviewed several uh, trainers, and he just feels that uh, as well as Brown is going right now, um, he's going to uh, to stick with him with social inclusion and hopefully get back to the headlines that uh, that he once had. Well, again, we're going to talk with Corey Johnson coming up, and uh, Martin Garcia was named Jockey Talk 360 Jockey of the Week, um, and why not? He won graded stakes from coast to coast uh, for doing that, and uh, they have a panel of industry experts, uh, which will ask Corey exactly uh, who they are. But uh, on Saturday, he broke Zenyatta's mile and a 16th track record at Del Mar when he uh, won with FedBiz in the Grade 2 San Diego Handicap at Del Mar. And then on Sunday, he won the Haskell Invitational riding Bay Aaron. So uh, not too bad for Martin Garcia. And again, we'll find out more about Jockey Talk 360 uh, with Corey. And uh, quickly, in, in some breeding news, Shanghai Bobby is going to be shuttled to Brazil Interesting that uh, I don't believe that he's had any foals on the grounds yet. You recall he was the undefeated two-year-old champion male of 2012. It looks like he's going to stand two seasons there, 2014, because they breed on opposite calendar of us, and 2015 in Brazil. He's a four-year-old son of Harlan's Holiday. And, uh, again, uh, it'll be very interesting to see you know what's going to uh, come out of his first crop that will be, should be pulled mostly here in North America. You may recall he won over $1.8 million. Well, uh, prominent sire Bo Genius, I know I'm old enough to remember him. Uh, he died at uh, 29. Uh, he was put down uh, because of his declining quality of life. Uh, he, he was uh, bred in Ontario, but he won or placed in 30 of his 42 starts. Uh, he won the Phil Islin, the Michigan Mile, uh, the Display, the Churchill Downs Handicap, and, and, and many others. And then he went on to become really one of the most outstanding sires out in California. And I uh, began his career standing at the Vinery uh, in, in Kentucky and then uh, made his way out there. As, as a matter of fact, uh, we'll be talking perhaps in our replay here, uh, the Bing Crosby Stakes, Big Mocker was a son of his, the grade one at Del Mar this weekend. So uh, Bo Genius no longer with us. Let's move on to the races that we broke down last week with Dan Illman. Of course, Dan's kind of a New York-based guy, so we leaned on him for some of the races from Saratoga. Of course, the dandiest of them all last Saturday was the Jim Dandy. And uh, Blinkers 
played a role. We were wondering about this. Uh, added blinkers to Wicked Strong, and he was Wicked Strong in this race. Uh, just uh, was, was dominant by two and a quarter lengths. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes. That was uh, a mile and an eighth. Uh, but he he looks that as though he he could he could tighten up if he needed to or go longer if he needed to. Uh, so the question for him this race, of course, more than any other race, has launched the winner of the Traverse Stakes at Saratoga, even more than the Haskell. So uh, wicked strong, good chance we may see him in the Travers. Uh, trainer Jim Jerkins, that change to blinkers, absolutely seemed to help. Uh, finishing second, and a lot of people were whispering that this might be a prep race for the Travers for the Belmont Stakes winner, Tonalist. Uh, he did go off the slight uh, four to five favorite. Uh, Tonalist uh, uh, was right there, you know, was a solid second, and so perhaps maybe it was a prep uh, for the Travers Stakes. We'll find out. Again, Wicked Strong, very impressive. Uh, in the third spot was Kid Cruz in the grade two. Jim Dandy. Um, just prior to that race, we handicapped the uh, Amsterdam six and a half furlong sprint. The winner in here, Coup de Gras. That's right. Larry Jones ships up from Delaware Park and takes it. This horse had been training lights out. Another talented son of Tappet who's absolutely been on fire. Coup de Gras got the job done by three lengths over CZ, who pretty much uh, set the pace. He just wasn't a match for Coup de Gras. Finishing the third spot was the slight favorite, Captain Sirius. He bobbled at the break, went a little wide, but nobody was going to catch Coup de Gras in the Amsterdam last Saturday. Then out at Delmar, mentioned it briefly, Fed biz, wire to wire, and Martin Garcia actually lost his whip at the 16th pole, but it sure didn't matter. Pulled away to win by five and a quarter lengths. Uh, very impressive, enough for a new track record. Shaved two-fifths off the track record for a mile and a 16th at Del Mar. Uh, finishing second was Footbridge, long shot at 25 to 1. And in the third spot was you know I know. Of course, this was the race that's sad to say Dance with Fate would have been favored, but had to be put down last week just prior to the race. All right, folks. Well, that looks at what was happening last week. Now we're going to take a look at some uh, things that are coming up in the future, including a new site out there that I want you all to visit, and that's jockeytalk360.com. We're going to have Corey Johnson with us here in just a few minutes after we take a break. You're listening to Winning Ponies. to the pros we, we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports and they're off what 
can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me right now, he's been on the show before. I usually have him a little bit closer to his race meet down at Kentucky Downs, Corey Johnson, uh, who is the president of Kentucky Downs, and uh, is certainly uh, well-versed in the sport of thoroughbred racing. Uh, He's uh, been in so many different positions. Uh, you know, he was the president of Lone Star Park when they hosted the, 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 the Breeders' Cup. He's received numerous national honors, uh, president of Thoroughbred Racing Associations. Um, he, he's been everywhere. But right now he's at one of the most unique places uh, in the racing world in Kentucky Downs. And as you folks know, if you've listened to me, I've touted you on this place. It's got to go on your bucket list. It's just a, a fantastic uh, uh place to to experience racing like like you won't anywhere else in the United States. Well, just recently I got turned on to a new website, uh jockeytalk360.com, and so I started asking around cuz I really enjoyed it and I'm like who's behind this thing? And I got an email back from uh the Jockeys Guild saying, "Hey, that's Corey Johnson." So, Corey, I got you now. How are you doing? You know what? I'm doing great. I'm actually out at Delmar. I'm spending some time recruiting horses and jockeys for our 2014 season at Kentucky Downs. And so really had a great trip and uh, enjoying myself. As you know, uh, Delmar is a great place to go. Absolutely, and we're going to, we're going to get to uh, your recruiting at Kentucky Downs, which uh, I think would be about as tough as uh, handing a steak to a, a guy that was starving with the menu <laughs> you've got down there. But uh, let, let's get back to the, the, the creation of, uh, of JockeyTalk360.com. I see you're sponsored by two of my favorite friends, uh, the Pollock Report and the Cody Photography. Um, Give me the, the, the insight, the brainchild of this, how the idea came up, uh, why you feel the, the industry uh, uh, should have it. I like it. Uh, John, I was mentored in the business by a gentleman by the name of Chick Lang, Jr. 
And Chick was always the voice for the jockeys. He always felt like we did not do enough in our industry to promote the jockeys. And as you may or may not remember, at Lone Star Park, we had a great event, and it was called the NTRA All-Star Jockey Challenge. I do remember. So that's always, yeah, that's always been in my mind. And, you know, now that we're in a position at Kentucky Downs where our business is very good, you know, our, our instant racing is doing well, our purses are great, uh, I've got a, you know, a great team that is operating uh, Kentucky Downs. You know, I might have an extra hour to a week to spend on projects that I've always wanted to do. So Terry Meeks and I, who is Terry's the executive vice president of the Jockeys Guild, we go back more years than I want to admit, back to the late 70s at <laughs> Arlington Park. And I've just thought, I think Terry does such a great job running the guild, and they have such great leadership among their jockeys. And so I went to him and I said, look, I'd like to do something via social media um, to help promote the jockeys and promote horse racing. And so we came up with the idea of developing a website, and in this case it's jockeytalk360.com. But I, one of the reasons we call it Jockey Talk 360 is that's just going to be one part of our whole social media strategy. Uh, today, as, as you know, John, we've got a lot of uh, good information about jockeys. Uh, we've actually worked with the Guild, and we now have a Jockey of the Week award, which I think is really way overdue. And I just want to let everybody know that this is just going to be the start. We're going to do more social media things from, you know, Facebook to Twitter to Instagram and everything else uh, there is. And uh, we really look forward to uh, promoting the jockeys. And as Terry Meek said, it's not just about promoting the jockeys. It's about promoting the sport. So that's, the, that's kind of the evolution or the, the, the genesis of the project. Well, the way I see it, it, it it's a win-win for, for everybody involved. Um, I'm up here right now, and I'm looking at Martin Garcia, Jockey of the Week, and uh, in the first segment of the program uh, mentioned how deserved he is with uh, you know, w- winning uh, graded races from coast to coast. My, my question is this. Are we going to see um, the names of uh, jockeys? I, one always comes to mind for me because I'm so familiar with the Midwest. A guy like Perry Utes, who right now is the 16th leading rider in the history of sport. He's closing in on his 100th win of the current Belterra Park meet. Will, will, you, will you be visiting other guys that, that, that have hit watershed marks, or will it strictly be you know, somebody that, that hit a big splash that week? Yeah, good question. Um, I'll answer it this way. We've got a panel of 11 uh, experts, you know, representing any everything from the turf riders to daily racing form to turf publicists to TRA to NTRA to AQHA. I mean, we've Pollock report. We've just got a lot of really good voters, and so ultimately, it's going to be in their hands. Now, having said that, I think we're all in agreement. All the voters is that their design. This does not have to be go to the winner of the most graded stakes in a week. As a matter of fact, John, um, for a number of weeks before we released it, without voting, we looked at the, let's call it the potential nominees, and there were a couple of weeks that I believe, uh, you know, jockeys uh, that maybe weren't, you know, in graded stakes uh, could have won it. And so I think you're going to see 
uh, jockeys that are just really top riders. Because you and I know um, one of the th- one of the only things that separates jockeys that ride at I'm going to call it a mid level purse track and the top tracks are the horses. I mean, you watch you've watched these guys ride every day, and yeah, maybe they, their horses don't earn the most purse money. But they put good rides on them, and if they went to a big track and they were able to get on the same horses the top jockeys in the country were, I guarantee you they would hold their own. They would do very well. So we're hopeful that uh, there will be a time in the future when there won't be, uh, you know, let's just say a, a top jockey or a well-known jockey who has uh, a great day and great at stakes. But I think you're going to see in the future that we are going to award this uh, this honor to someone uh, who maybe isn't uh, the best known nationally. That that's actually part of the goal of the award. Well, um, but then my question to you is because there's probably numerous. Uh, well, no, there's not numerous periods. He's, he's one of his own, but um, there's probably different. Uh, jockey colonies that 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 have a standout rider that for whatever reason uh flies under the radar is there a way that someone like me can can nominate them or bring them to the attention of your committee Corey, are you with us okay well listen here's what i'm going to do is uh we're going to i'm going to see if uh, my my producer michael can call Corey back at our number, but meanwhile, I'm going to go over. I'm going to describe uh, the, the, the site to you, what you would see at JockeyTalk360.com, and um, again, it's, it's real easy to get to. That that that's that's the name of it, and uh, and it's only been up for for a, a couple of weeks. Uh, Florent Giro, if I'm saying it correctly, won the first week, and I can't blame him. He actually killed him up at Arlington. Could do no wrong. But you've not only got the, the, the home site, and on that it lists the uh, leaderboard by, by earnings and uh, that. And then, but also then you've got uh, splash press releases that come out, like Maria Thornton winning her first winner, Jose Lescano earning his 2,000th win, uh, things like that. So uh, from there you can move across the top of the bar. They've got a quiz, stats, profiles. You can follow your favorites. There's Hall of Fame information, uh, different people that have partnered up with Jockey Talk 360. And it looks like, uh, Corey, you're back with us. Yes, I am. I'm so sorry. I don't know what happened there. Um, one thing I was going to mention while you were going through the site, uh, we want to be a site for all uh, racing fans. And what we hope to do in the future is have some information that handicappers may want. Because, John, how many times have you been handicapping a track on a simulcast signal and there's a jockey that shows up and you don't know who they are? Well, we're going to make sure that if they're a Jockeys Guild member, that you know their background, uh, what their you know past performances are. But then we also want to provide an avenue. Ultimately, we're going to do jockey chats with the top jockeys. And as you know, many, many uh, fans uh, of all sports uh, enjoy jockeys, let's say, like Rosie Napravnik. Um And then we also want to work very uh, closely with the Hall of Fame riders. You know, they're such a treasure to our sport, and they are so willing to help out. So you're going to see some activities uh, with them as well. So, again, we're just scratching the surface, but I really appreciate you bringing it to your uh, listeners' attention because I, I think it's, it's going to ultimately be a great thing for the sport. 
Well, I will remind them uh, at, at the top of the hour. Now, Corey, while I've got you, I know it's hard to put 10 pounds in a 5-pound sack, but uh, give us a thumbnail sketch of some of the exciting things that are going to be happening at Kentucky Downs this September. Well, thank you. Yeah, our first uh, racing day is September 6th, and I hope most people have seen some of our ads. Uh, we're going to average over $1 million a day in purses, and we've we just had a great breakout year last year and we look forward to the same this year we've had a number of uh promotions some of them on track but they would affect off track we're going to have our hall of fame day on wednesday september 10th where we're going to bring together retired and uh active uh jockeys to promote the permanently disabled jockeys fund um you know so so we're going to have some really good stakes races one change is, as you know, we race Wednesdays in September, beginning September 10th. On September 24th, we've carded a couple of stakes races that are $200,000 stakes races, and one is six and a half furlongs, obviously, on the turf, and the other one is at a mile and five-sixteenths for fillies and mares, of course, on the turf. Well, if you might notice that those distances mirror some of the distances in the Breeders' Cup that's going to be right. in Anita later, later on. So we're hopeful that horses will come to our track and use some of our races as a springboard to go on to the Breeders' Cup. So we're really looking forward to a great meet. You know, whatever you can offer, $100,000-plus allowance races, two to $600,000 stakes races, it's going to be a very exciting time. Well, I don't think you're going to have any trouble out there at Delmar getting people interested. You've probably got jockey agents uh, clipping at your heels right now. And I really appreciate your time. I, I appreciate you, you, your efforts uh, with uh, Jockey Talk 360, and I implore our listeners to, to check it out. I, I, it's one of those sites I can tell. I, it, it's new, it's fresh, and it's got so much growth potential. And, and I, I thank you for putting it out there, Corey. We're at the bottom of the hour right now. So, uh, again, I want to thank uh, Corey Johnson uh, from Kentucky Downs and Jockey Talk 360. And uh, coming up, uh, one of our favorite handicappers. Sometimes I think I call him too much and I'm a pain in his butt, but I like him too much. So Rich Ng's going to be with us. We're coming up. We're going to cap some of the best races and talk about some of the things that happened last week in thoroughbred racing. You're listening to Winning Ponies. <laughs> The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. 
In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Englehart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Englehart. All right, with me right now, uh, you, you've heard him many times before on these airwaves. It, it, it's Rich Ng, who uh, writes for the Las Vegas Review Journal and the Daily Racing Form. Uh, he penned uh, the, the book, uh, appropriately named for me, Handicapping for Dummies, uh, that is still available through Amazon.com. I've uh, known Rich for, uh, sh- shall I say, decades at this point. Uh, so uh, uh, with no further time wasted, Rich Ng, welcome to winningponies.com. Hey, good evening, John. And uh, I, I got a tough act to follow. I heard Corey Johnson talking about million-dollar purses a day, Kentucky Downs. Man, we got to get there. That's a lot of cash. Oh, you're not kidding. Now, have you had the opportunity to go there yet? I have not been there since they first opened the place. And I'm trying to remember what the name of it was when they first opened. It was Dueling uh, Grounds. Like, Dueling Grounds, that's it. I haven't been there since it was Dueling Grounds, so I know it has to look a lot different. Yeah, I mean, you walk, you pull up to the place, and it looks like an old southern mansion. And then you walk in, and on the right uh, side, it's kind of a you know upscale race book, uh, dining area, buffet type of thing. On the left side, it looks more casino-like uh, w- with the instant betting machines that they mm-hmm. have there. And then you walk out, and you see this beautiful turf course that's um, more shaped uh, like a bent paper clip than an oval. And uh, it's undulating, you know, it goes, sweeps down on, on the, the far turn, and then these horses just seem to run endlessly, uh, slightly uphill for three furlongs till they hit the wire. But you'll see, so, so you go through this real upscale thing in this casino, and then you go out there, and then you'll see people with uh, uh, picnic baskets and blankets. And then if you go down farther to the right, it's like a state fair. I mean, so it's like Chantilly, France meets Franklin <laughs> County Fair. I mean, it's just fantastic. You got to get there. And let me tell you, with the purses they're putting up, we're going to see a lot of your boys from Delmar there. I guarantee you. Yeah, you're going to see anybody with a good grass horse going there if he can fit into their schedule. So, uh, kudos to Corey for doing a great job. Well, listen. While I got you, I well, Juan, I know that uh, y- your job is to 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 watch uh, the, the the nation's races and mm-hmm. share your uh, interpretations to uh, your readers. Let's start with the William Hill Haskell Invitational. Of course, uh, uh, this is the race that could have possibly crowned uh, untappable the next Rachel Alexandra or Zenyatta. That didn't happen, uh, but what did happen was it looks like uh, uh, Bayern is certainly a horse that's uh, come into his own. Yeah, that was a pretty explosive win by Bayern for 
Bob Baffert, but, you know, from working at Monmouth for a few summers and, and covering quite a number of Haskells in my history, uh, there was a tendency for the Monmouth course to sometimes play the speed. And so Byron certainly had uh, maybe a track bias working in his favor, but he still was explosive in victory. Uh, I'm not as down on the Philly as maybe some other people. I, I thought she had a tough trip, uh, maybe a step slow, a little bit wide, and uh, yeah. you got to save some ground at Monmouth. But I thought she ran okay. She just, uh, you know, to say that she's not the same as Rachel Alexander is no slight. Uh, you know, I don't know if uh, Steve Asmussen will give her another chance against males, but she's proven that she's the best of her generation. And she took a shot against the males. It just didn't work out. No, no, it, it, it didn't. But, you know, of course, uh, you know, a million dollars will uh, make you take that. And there's no, there was no, no disgrace in defeat, like you said. Uh, she and about half the field bobbled at the start, but then she really was. She was uh, she was parked wide the whole way, and uh, th- there wasn't much that really Rosie could do after that. It looked like she tried to stay with the speed, but again, you know, she's she's she running against the boys for the first time. It's a whole other game. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. I think when they regroup, uh, we're going to see the same filly uh, that, that that we saw in the Oaks. Yeah, I, I read something where maybe uh, they might be pointing for the Cotillion, which is at the Parks Racing and. I guess it's either a seven hundred and fifty or million dollar purse, so uh, that might be a good landing spot in a softer position. Well, you know, one thing that uh, uh, Baffert's done while he dominates this race is uh, he, he did some experiments uh, with Bayern as far as putting blinkers on. Why he ever took them off, I don't know, because every time the horse had them on, he won. Uh, we saw that being a huge factor in the best prep race for the Traverse Stakes historically, uh, the Jim Dandy Stakes. Uh, when uh, Jim Jerkins decided to put blinkers on Wicked Strong, and for a horse that's kind of had some issues in the lane, man, it straightened those issues out. He was really impressive uh, to my eyes in the Jim Dandy. You know, Johnny, anybody who's read my work, either in print or on the Internet for the Las Vegas Review Journal, knows that I've been a big Wicked Strong fan because I I picked him to win the Kentucky Derby, and I came back and picked him to win the Belmont Stakes, and then in my column leading up to the Haskell, I said, well, I'm hoping the third time's a charm because I'm going to pick him again. <laughs> and he finally <laughs> won. He didn't pay a whole lot, but he finally won, and he ran like the kind of horse that I always thought he could be. No, and, and I know you, you, you read and listen to the same guys I do, and a lot of people did say, you know, Tonalist might not be a great bet because uh, this could be – a prep for the Travers. I, you know, it's kind of crazy thinking you're going into a $600,000 race as a prep. Um, but again, I thought he put in a very solid race. He was the four to five favorite. And uh, I see no reason why uh, after running second to Wicked Strong, uh, he, he would pass on the Travers. And, and I think he, he may still be a factor. Oh, absolutely. He, he ran very well in defeat. And when you get the group together for the Haskell, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, from the Haskell and from the Jim Dandy and the Travers and maybe a new shooter or two, who knows? You know, it's, it could be a different kind of pace scenario, and he'll be tighter off that race because I'm sure Christophe Clement backed off a little bit after the Belmont. Such a big effort, career topper in that race. And uh, you're right, he actually may have used a, an incredible race like the Jim Dandy as a prep for the Travers. But uh, if you follow Southern California history, I know Charlie Whittingham used to do that once in a while, prepping a grade one for another grade one. You just had to make sure you knew what the target was. Well, you know, I, I, I hope that California Chrome um, rebounds well 
and that he gets back into the picture because right now we got some other exciting three-year-olds that uh, could cause concern for for three-year-old championship. Oh yeah, California Chrome is resting, and uh, we'll see when he gets back into training, which should be pretty soon, John. And then we'll see what the target for him as a prep race uh, leading up to the Bridges Cup Classic. Shared belief was this huge in victory at Los Alamitos, winning the Los Al Derby, and. Uh, I guess his next target is going to be the Pacific Classic, which makes a lot of sense because he really loves the synthetic surface, which Del Mar still is. And uh, it'll be interesting to see which older horses show up. And, you know, it might be a game on dude, might be some others. So that would be the first big test of a, of a nice three-year-old against older handicap horses. Absolutely. Well, it's getting exciting. You know, this is just you know the, the, the meat of the season. So with that said, um, let's go uh, – to uh, well, let's start on your home court, um, which which is Delmar. I know uh, every Friday for sure you give your picks out because uh, I, I get them in my inbox, uh, and it's the uh, Clement Hirsch. It's Grade One, three hundred thousand um, dollars. Drew Field is seven, um, and I'm just wondering, Rich, from what you've seen at Delmar, are there any trends we should be aware of out there, either uh, jockey trainer combos or bias? Well, I, I think the thing I want to comment on was the, the first eight days of the meet up through last Saturday, 20% of the races were won by horses that paid $30 or more, and favorites were winning at about 18% the first eight days of the meet. But they had a heavy rainstorm fall on Sunday morning, thunder, lightning, the torrential rain, and it really settled the track. And so Sunday was pretty calm as far as form and Wednesday wasn't too bad, and uh, today actually wasn't that bad, except for uh, they did have a, a, we've got a carryover because there was a, a race in the seventh that, that was kind of marred by a, a turf incident, a big long shot. Ended up Another one? Race, so. Yeah, there was a, a horse that uh, that looked like he broke down on the turf course. Uh, I'm going to dig up the, uh, it was a, uh, it was the number six horse, Sirius, in the seventh race. Uh, I was reading the Twitter notes. It looked like he might have to be euthanized, but the, he had to pull up and, and messed up the whole race, took about half the field out when uh, the jockey was trying to pull him up. But, but getting back to Del Mar and the, the, the main course, it looks like it settled down, and it looks very fair from what I've seen. So um, I, I think uh, you can go back to just trying to handicap the best horse and maybe the racing luck be with you. Well, with that said, uh, my producer's telling me I'm, I'm up against a break. Um Perhaps uh, uh, they can change the favorite trend. Uh, if Iotapa gets the trip that he got in the vanity, uh, I think he's going to look awful tough to beat in uh, the Clement Hirsch. That was such an explosive win. The only thing I'm worried about is the old handicapper bounce because it was such a career best by so many that uh, as long as you know she didn't squeeze the lemon too too much, uh, she's clearly the one to beat. And. Uh, should there be somebody that could, could beat her? Who would that be? Well, there's a couple of horses I would look at. One would be the four doing hard time again. Uh, Jerry Hollendorfer uh, has been sprinting this filly, but she's been very impressive. Now stretches back out again, so she'll be a five to one, but she has won four and a six on synthetic, so uh, could be an interesting danger. And I thought the number three horse, Broken Sword, uh, kind of ran flat last time out, but the, the race two back at the uh, at, uh, Hollywood Park, the old uh, defunct Hollywood Park, was a nice win in the Bayacoa. I know it was a while ago, but this horse has won two out of three on synthetics. 
Uh, again, it's the same trainer, Jerry Hollendorfer, but this horse coming off a long layoff that has Bayerano uh, in uh, working bullets, so I, I would consider her a, a pretty good danger. All right. Well, uh, you heard it. Again, we're, we're talking with Rich Ng. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go to my break maybe a little bit early because I'm trying to get three races in in the second segment. Thanks for listening to us on Winning Ponies. to the pros we, we cover, everything. cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports and they're off what can't make it to the track you can still get all the action with winningponies.com the home of the easy win form the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds quarters and arabian horses at most american and canadian tracks whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with us is Richard Ng, writer for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. You can also read him in the daily racing form. And before we leave, there's other places where you can uh, get a hold of Rich and find out some of his selections during the week. All right, it's, uh, it's summertime, and the living is easy near the Manowar Springs under the ancient elms at Saratoga. And it's time for one of the best races of the meet the Whitney Handicap, and this has drawn together a sensational field of what are now older horses. So glad to see these horses back in training. It looks like uh, the crown is going to try to be knocked off the head of Palace Malice, uh, who seems to be on paper the standout here. But you've got some horses with some great credentials. I mean, you've got not one, but two Traverse Stakes winners in here. And will take charge and golden ticket, even though he dead heated. He's still a Traverse winner. Um, uh, then It's My Lucky's Day, a horse that was uh, highly touted last year before the Kentucky Derby, uh, was since injured. It look, looks like uh, Eddie Place has done a great job at bringing him back. He's reeled off three in a row, including a graded stakes in his last race at Monmouth Park. Uh, 
Rich, uh, what can I say? They, they brought together a, a, a great bunch uh, in here. I'm, I'm leaving out Moreno, who just got beaten on the longer Suburban. And, of course, departing, that's always been a solid horse with Al Stahl. Um, how you how you seeing the Whitney? I mean, let's face it, Palace Malice, man, is he at the top of his game. Yeah, from a bidding point of view, I mean, Palace Malice is the horse to beat. He's even money on the morning line. He could go off shorter. But, you know, if you want to bet, you're looking for value and you actually try to beat horses like Palace, Malice. And, you know, you mentioned a lot of horses, John, that are going to be square prices. I'll throw another one out that uh, I would throw in in my uh, trifecta and superfecta tickets would be the two, prayer for relief. I really liked his race in the Suburban last time out where he fought really hard and uh, was right on the tail of Moreno, who's going to be setting the pace again in the Whitney. Marino ran well, but they got run over the top of by Zebo, who came from last to first. But, you know, a 20 to 1 with Joel's area up. I'll throw a horse like Prayer for Relief in my tickets, too, and uh, see if maybe we can upset the apple cart. Hey, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Prayer for Relief going to be the Derby favorite three years ago uh, with Joe Talamo up, and then he got uh, sidelined just before the race? Well, he, he might have been. You're testing my memory here, but. <laughs> Sorry to do that at our age. I just know this horse, uh, every once in a while, he really muscles up for a big effort. And if you're going to get him at 20 or 30 to 1, you know, he, there's a lot of dangerous horses here if uh, people go after Palace Malice and try to soften them up. Well, uh, again, uh, Rich has given us a, a, a 20 to 1 shot there. Of course, one thing we do know, uh, Will Take Charge loves the spa. Um, he's uh, kind of... I don't know if I can say tailed off, but certainly if you look at his buyers, he's taken a step back in his last two starts at Churchill Downs. Uh, he's being reunited with Luis Sayez, uh, who was aboard him for that game Travers Stakes win and uh, has had such great success uh, with this. Uh, you just can't, you can't throw out a D-Wayne Lucas horse, you know? Yeah, and, and you know, if Will take charges 4-1, to one, he offers square value because look at his odds in the last few starts. He's been favored, 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 favored. I mean, He's been very short prices. At 4-1, to one, we'll take charge actually offers good value. Well, again, Palace Malice, uh, the, 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 one, the one to beat, and we are talking about the Whitney Handicap, $1.5 million on the line. That's going to be a great race. It's going to be at Saratoga. Uh, it's going to be run a little bit before 6 o'clock, about quarter to 6 on Saturday. So I, I hope our listeners can get uh, to a track or an OTB parlor somewhere in their vicinity because this is going to be a, an excellent race. And, again, just so happy to see that, some of these classic winners have stayed in training. Well, now we go to the Acorn uh, at Saratoga. It's a distance I always find very unique, seven furlongs. It's a great niche distance, I think. And, and five of the really solid horses in here have already won at seven furlongs. And uh, nobody's ducking anybody in here, Rich. The test has drawn a field of 12. Yeah, this is another fabulous field for a grade one. And anybody who follows me knows that I like cutback horses, and seven furlongs usually offers a lot of cutback horses because horses, you know, maybe running a mile, whether it's one turn or two turns, mile in the 16th. A lot of times your trainers like to shorten them up, and this is like a really good distance to run at. So two horses that would kind of jump off the page of me. My first look, John, is uh, one is, I guess, the morning line favorite, the, the seven sweet reason coming out of the uh, mile acorn with a nice win for Ired Ortiz. Now going seven furlongs. And the other one, it's the three Sweet Whiskey who comes out of the same race. But I think uh, even though Sweet Whiskey was 32 to 1 last time, I think this horse is just coming into her own. So she's going to be a lot shorter, 6 to 1. But 
you know, these are the kind of horses I like to see in the seven furlong race, horses shortening up and can really power home late. Well, as a matter of fact, I mean, we have the uh, the, the the top three uh, finishers in the Acorn, so uh, we are we are seeing that angle play very heavy in here. So, uh, should I say the top four? I forgot the Fifty Shades of Gold was in there uh, chasing the pace too at a mile, and the Fifty Shades of Gold is undefeated at seven furlongs. It won the eight bells at Churchill Downs, and then a restricted race at Houston. Uh, both of them at seven furlongs and landed uh, nice ninety some buyers, and you're getting eight to one uh, on that horse. Uh, but again. Uh, another horse who you, you already named it, you know, Sweet Reason. This is just going to be a, this is going to be a great rematch of these horses coming out of the Acorn. You've got everything you need. You've got some real high speed horses. You got some stalkers and you got some closers, and it, uh, it could end up being who gets the trip because a closer might have to stand, you know, six or seven wide and lose some valuable. All right. Well, we've been talking about the Whitney and the Acorn from Saratoga. We've already covered Del Mar's headliner, uh, a track that's going to have a huge day over the weekend is Mountaineer Park. And I've got a couple minutes to talk about the West Virginia Derby. Uh, throw out $750,000 and they will come. And they have come. Three Triple Crown nominated horses seem to rise to the top in here. In a Vickers in Trouble, the Louisiana Derby winner, uh, Tapature, who uh, after a tough race in the Derby came back and ran a very strong race in the Matt Win at Churchill Downs, uh, is in here. And then Candy Boy, that was kind of everybody's kind of favorite horse, a horse that was supposed to go off at long odds in the Derby, instead went down to nine to one late when somebody bet a couple million from an island. Uh, those three seem to come to the top. Very interesting. All these horses on a new surface going a mile and an eight. But let me just kind of paint the picture uh, for this race. Uh, again, the West Virginia Derby, uh, grade two, $750,000 on the line. Now, Vickers in Trouble uh, was a horse who was roughed up in the Derby like so many, uh, came into there off the win of the Louisiana Derby. Rosie Napravnik was up, uh, has had a bit of a layoff, went out to the Iowa Derby, was favored, and ended up running third, was beaten uh, three links in there and uh, will not have the services of Rosie Napravnik, of which Vickers and Trouble did every race but the last, but the Iowa Derby uh, is currently at 3-1. to one. Then at 5-2, to two, we have Tapature. And, of course, uh, Tapature uh, started out the season very well in Oaklawn Park, uh, winning the Southwest Stakes by four and a half. Looked very, very strong, and just missed in the Rebel by a half a length to uh, Opportunity. And... Uh, I believe Steve Asmussen has a horse in five stakes races at Mountaineer Park, and uh, Rosie Napravnik is going to ride all five, so you won't find her at Saratoga. And then again, on the outside, uh, Candy Boy, uh, who just lost to Shared Belief in the Los Alamitos Derby. Obviously, Shared Belief may well be the best three-year-old. We won't know till uh, he gets a chance to meet uh, California Chrome again. But uh, trainer John Sadler is not shipping in from the West Coast to Mountaineer uh, just to, to get some cotton candy. So uh, the West Virginia Derby, again, a Mountaineer. This is another race that's going to go off a little bit before 6 o'clock tomorrow, I mean, tomorrow, rather, Saturday. So I hope you can get a chance to watch it. A lot, a lot of big races going off on Saturday. Again, I want to thank uh, Corey Johnson 
and and Rich Ng for being with us tonight. Sorry for the technical difficulty, but uh, I want to remind you too uh, to check out. Uh, Jockey Talk 360, it's a really cool site, and they're asking for your input, so go ahead and give it to it, uh, and uh, you know, be a part of a, a site that I feel is really going to take off, and again, if you ever get the chance, make sure that you do get to Kentucky Downs, it's one interesting racetrack. So for Corey Johnson and Rich Eng, I'm John Engelhart. Remember, when you go to the races, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.